to show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. And it's me. It's it's always Dante. Ain't gonna be anyone else but Dante. So it's me. <laughs> um this week's guest is a returning guest. I noticed as I was looking at the recent listens and downloads, this previous guest just flew to like the second all time. Like just out of the blue. Like, you know, he was holding a steady pace, and then suddenly I look up one day, he was number seven in the top ten. I look up again, he was at five. I was like, okay, t- top five solid. Now he's number two. So y'all apparently you've been clamoring for Mr. Joe Huggins. Welcome back, my friend. What's going on? Hey man, thanks. Uh thanks for having me, which I'm really surprised by that, by the way, because I really don't I mean, like I enjoyed my last visit, but I don't think I said anything that significant maybe i did and i've been pretty inactive on the martial arts scene the last couple years so it's not like you know i'm like you know got anything coming up but you know i appreciate the love and i appreciate being here no no thank you for for doing this um you know and it wasn't a weird thing to me kind of in that thing like that's weird it was more like huh that's weird what's going on with this episode you know i played back and it was a good episode you know but my whole thing is like who caught it you know, yeah. caught fire with somebody and then word of mouth. So, whatever but honestly, I, I like that because it was just me talking yeah. about my interest and, you know, just me and you just having a good time. And I think that's the important thing is just being genuine and just, yeah, you know, being a person. So, um, but how's everything been? Uh, things are good. Like I said, despite, uh, you know, the tumultuous, you know, environment that COVID, you know, presents us with. Uh, you know, work is good. Training is good. Still on my jujitsu grind. Like I said, just chopping away at it, uh, competing here and there. Um, not teaching as much, but you know, still, you know, trying to stay active, you know, and, uh, you know, stay in there with all my buddies who are, you know, doing great things right now. Gotcha. I hear that completely. Um, (laughs) yeah. and, And thanks for being accommodating. Uh, I haven't for the listeners, I don't know for certain. I may have COVID. I don't know. Um, I have all the 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 earmarks of COVID. You know, like the, you know, I felt fine earlier. But I had like kind of a runny nose and, and a cough. And I was like, I might have a cold. Let me say to Joe, this is your choice. You can come over. It might be a cold. It might be worse. So it's your choice. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we're doing this remotely because. Yeah. I. I'd, I'd feel horrible if, if, you know, it is that I can't get a test anywhere. I've, I've been trying to get a test. It's uh, it's so hard right now. Like you can't go anywhere. And like, even yeah. the at home tests are almost sold out everywhere. Yeah. I was looking around. And I think the as soon as I can get a test is next Thursday. Yeah. Like all everybody I know has to wait at least a week, week and a half now to be seen. I mean, yeah, I think I'll be fine. I, I feel fine. I just, you know, like I said, yeah. I got a little bit of a fever. Uh, and muscle soreness, but but thanks for you know being flexible. So um, yeah, and I'm, I'm not too concerned for myself. I've been pretty you know lucky and resistant as far as COVID's uh you know concerned. But you know I do live with people. I work with people. I don't want to yeah. you know put yeah. anybody at risk, despite you know anybody's stance on 
the current environment. Yeah, same. That's, I'm like, um, I don't, I don't know. I like, I'm not worried about me. I feel pretty confident, but I'm worried about spreading. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, enough of that. Like, <laughs> no sob stories for me. I, I made yeah. choices. Um, before we started recording, we were talking about um, Dan Hardy and GSP that fight. Yeah, I'm fifth round right now. He's going for a leg lock. Dan Hardy is a different like MMA. It's still fun. It's a lot of fun. And, yeah. and it's very interesting. But back in those like the mid 2000s, like 2000, I want to say six, right after the Ultimate Fighter hit in 05, like that 2006 to like 14. Man, man. it's man. That, that's where most of my favorite fighters come from during that era. Yeah. It, it was just built different then. Uh, you know, it's, it's like a lot of the fighters coming up now, they've had time to kind of build into it and grow with it. Whereas these fighters, they were learning on the job. And yeah. It's tough. You can say that, uh, you know, those guys in the early 2000s were more, you know, still pioneers, even though, you know, UFC and MMA had been long, been around way before that. You know, there were still pioneers in there, whereas, like, you know, the guys that are coming out today, they're younger. They've been watching what it takes to get there. They're more well-rounded. Like, it's really hard to be competitive nowadays because everybody is just chomping at the bit and everybody's trying to, like, you know, be the best they can be. So, you like, it's not like the old days where, you know, you can – you know, throwing some gloves and hop in there, you know, pray for, you know, a miracle. You, you got to know what you're doing before you even get close. <laughs> back, back in the day, it used to be, um, you know, they'll call Tank Abbott up. He's in the bar drinking like, hey, can you fight tonight? He just show up now. It's exactly. Like, yeah. You can't you can't do that now, man. Everybody's yeah. ready. Everybody's training. Like, bro, even the concept of like, you know, when I was coming up, my old coach, um, you know, I still was brought up under the concept of like fight camps. You know, you kind of coast and then about six to eight weeks before your fight, you get ready for that. Now, like, no, there is no fight camp. You just stay ready all year long. And I mean, that's what we do it at Crazy 88 now. You know, our MMA team, like there's no fight camp. You work hard and you train every single day. And then once you get your call, you're ready to go. Yeah, it's like every time I look up, there's someone there fighting. It's like, yeah. damn, didn't they just fight like a month ago? Like, bro, so. man, these guys are so hungry. And like I said, you know, uh, you know, Crazy Eddie's has a long, long history of guys, you know, fighting MMA. But I think with Coach Sebastian and, you know, especially getting Matt Simmelsberg into the UFC, that gave us a lot of momentum and a lot of push. And now everybody is like just elevating and moving forward. Yeah, I think. That's the important thing too, is just having that momentum and and, the, and that hunger. So, um, you know, eighty eight is you know I, I sit here and I talk about eighty eight all the time to people, and it's like I know it's bragging and it's bias because it's my team. Yeah. But I, I think discounting one other team here in Maryland, which we're affiliated under anyway, <laughs> I, I think eighty eight is the best. MMA yeah. slash jiu-jitsu gym in Maryland. So and honestly, like I consider it all the same. 88 still reps the TLI Bulldog. Like we're all the same yeah. team, same family. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I consider us all, you know, you know. It's it's all one big thing. So but but yeah, back then the guys were built different. They were just they just came out with this different uh hunger where you know, back then you had champions that were long-standing champions. I mean, Anderson, yeah. 
GSP. Uh, Jose Aldo. Yeah, Aldo. Heavyweight yeah. was a little different, but you know, yeah, Aldo, Dominic Cruz, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey. You know, everybody was kind of they they held those belts for a while. Now well, it's like yeah, a rotating. It's changing hands yeah. like every other week. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I'm honestly I couldn't tell you who all the champs are, and it used to be I knew all the champs. I knew. Their, their yeah, records. You, can, you can name them all, you know, one by one. But, you know, again, because I don't get to most of the time I, when I watch fights, it's a rerun. Mm -hmm. And I don't get to watch them day of just because of work and everything. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, hold on. Wait, didn't so-and-so just have the belt? Like, you know, and, you know, so you know, it's changing hands again. But, you know, that's what I like to see. People aren't getting stagnant and people are staying hungry, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. It keeps you keeps the champion on their toes. Because, I mean, there was a point with Anderson where he was just, he was legitimately just cruising. He, yeah. He'd show up and see what Matrix bullshit he could do and and do it. Where uh, GSP, you know, he'd come in there. And GSP was always like a worker. He always, mm -hmm. he, he, like, I know people have their opinions about John Jones. But yeah, bo both those dudes are animals. And they always, they did their homework. Even in their like, you know, air quote, old age, you know, they're still hungry. They're still getting after it. John Jones is still signed. GSP is what forty. He's still active. He's making that Disney money now, you know. So he might just stay, you know, acting. But <laughs> hey, I mean, if if you don't got to do it, don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But you know, there are guys that that do it for the love, though, too. So. Yeah. But I don't know that. I don't know if he's at that point anymore. So yeah, go ahead and uh, keep doing Captain America movies, and <laughs> I'll keep watching them. I'm actually a really big fan of the MMA journeyman. You know, like they might not ever like take take the Diaz brothers. You know, they're yeah. probably you know they were never like you know championship holders or but they're household names. Everybody loved watching them fight. Everybody loved watching them go to battle because they're entertaining and they just love the sport, you know, yeah. it's, it's a lifestyle yeah. for them, you know, there's plenty of other fighters I can name and, and rattle off. But like, I really enjoy that aspect when, you know, it's not about the fame. It's not about, you know, the money being on TV, you know, all that stuff. They all that stuff's great. And, you know, if you can set yourself up and, you know, provide for your family and, you know, make a couple bills off of it. Great. But I'm more interested in the dude. We're like, yo, this is my life. Win or lose mansion, a small ass apartment. Like, this is what I do. I'm a fighter, you know? Uh, Dustin Poirier was on Fightville on MTV years ago at the beginning yeah. of his career. And watching that dude come up and then seeing where he is now. And it breaks my heart, you know, that he, he, he couldn't get the title. But he he's that guy, though. He comes up. He loves fighting. Yeah, and, and that's well, like people are going to love him anyway because not only, yeah. you know, he comes up short, he's still gracious, he donates – majority of his money to charity he's all about you know he's he's a pretty selfless guy in my opinion you know i don't know him personally or anything but from what i can tell you know he's he's a genuine dude you know yeah and i think that's one of the weird things with mma and jiu-jitsu even you have guys that are behind the scenes really good dudes kobe covington comes to mind but then they put on that front and Everyone hates them, but, you know, you watch the, you know, Kobe coaching guys and talking to guys backstage and he's a sweetheart. And it's like, I understand why he did it. He does it. But you got Dustin, who's just a good guy up front, 
behind the yeah. scenes, everywhere. I'm actually, it's funny you say that. I'm actually, uh, I hate myself for saying this, but I'm actually starting to find love for Jake Paul because he's doing, you know, a lot of good for the sport in general. You know, he's he's making money for himself, for other people. You know, uh, he's challenging, you know, you know, fight promoters to take better care of their fighters. And at the end of the day, again, his persona, again, I don't know him personally, but I feel like his persona is an act. He might be a great dude, you know, behind the scenes. From what I know, he takes care of all his people. You know, he's pushing for fighters' rights. You know, he's, he's you know, not, he's donating part of his money. He's hooking up, you know, all these other guys that, like, choose to fight him. You know, and so, yeah, say he's, he's cherry-picking. He's not fighting real fighters. What are you doing, you know? <laughs> I mean, honestly... Even with that, though, whether he's cherry picking, whatever, if they're bringing in revenue and they're paying the guys, people are watching the sport. People, like, I don't see the problem. And I, I will admit, I have my on and off days with them. Some days I hate them. Some days I love them. It just depends on, you know, which way the wind blows that day. But lately, it's been kind of a, you know what? He's not wrong by any means. So, you know, I, I, I run with that dude. Yeah, I mean, I haven't paid for one of his pay-per-views yet, but, uh, you know, I, I support the movement. Yeah, I mean, whenever he fights, I turn on Instagram, I see who's streaming, <laughs> <laughs> and I hook it right up to the TV, and then yeah. we sit here and watch it, and then we critique it, and then we say, you know what, but what the fuck do we know? Like, my friend over here, he's just a guy who drinks beer, and I'm a grappler. I don't know really about boxing, so, but it's still fun to talk shit. Yeah, if he if he fights an active MMA fighter, I don't really care about the promotion. I might pay for that. If he if he signs to fight an active MMA fighter, I, I would pay and watch that. I think Scott Coker said he would love to have Jake Paul do a fight over there, and I'm here for it. Yeah, because like, I, I think it might be Logan who wrestled. I don't know. One of them wrestled, so I think it would be interesting to see them get in there because. Kicks are a different thing. That's a different mm -hmm. vehicle. And I'd just be interested in seeing how does he handle a leg kick? How does he handle a body kick for that matter? Because um, most, most people crumble, man, at, at a, a nice, a well-timed liver kick or calf kick or, you know. I remember I was taking your, uh, your Muay Thai class, and I lightly bumped shins with Colin, lightly. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he knew what happened. You the one that broke his leg? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, no, no, I barely, like, I was hurt for three weeks. So, and, you know, kicks are different. So, yeah. I, but I'd be interested in seeing Jake Paul go to Bellator if he and Dana squashed their beef over cocaine and steroids. <laughs> I, I'd, you know, love to see him come to the UFC, you yeah. know, take, take on CM Punk. I think he's still under contract. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be, yeah, I'd watch that. Actually, again, CM Punk's another one. I didn't really care about him when he first, you know, came on the, you know, MMA scene. I was like, whatever, all these WWE guys. But he's, again, he's been another one that's been true to the sport. And, like, he wasn't a poser. I, I fuck with him now. I'm sorry for, like, I don't know. <laughs> What's that? Language. I don't know if I'm supposed to censor myself. Nah, nah. <laughs> I, I think someone sent me a comment last week after the Spider-Man episode. And said, I think Dante cursed more than I do. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, damn, dude, really? Like, I thought I was 
pretty tame that night. But again, I think I was it was Saturday night I recorded it. I had a couple glasses of wine in me. So oh, yeah, I don't you, know. you don't know how many F bombs, whatever you're dropping after you had a few. <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, sometimes it's intentional too. I I try to just squeeze them in there for funsies at that point. It's like, yeah. you know what? You know, fuck Spider Man. It's like, damn, dude. Oh, enhancers. We, like, we, we love Spider Man. Um, speaking Obviously. of which, we went rocking the Miles Morales shirt. Um, it, and I feel bad because I just did a Spider Man episode, but it, I, I wouldn't feel right having you on here and not talking about uh, No Way Home. Man, um, this is my jam. You know, you know, I love all this nerd stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny because I had uh, Mahoney on here over the summer. And as we're talking, once we got to the end, we started talking gamer stuff. And I was like, oh, we should have opened with this. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, nah, man, you really want to get Mahoney, uh, get him with Lord of the Rings. He can go hours with that, man. Oh, okay. That's his jam. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm trying to have him uh, back on at the end of the month. So we'll try to, we'll talk a little. Yeah, hit, him, hit him with some Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings and he'll have some material for you. So I'm actually going to go back and watch Game of Thrones because I always watched it, but it wasn't to watch. It was just my wife had it on. So I'm just yeah. in a room and I feel like I owe it to at least try to care about the show and, and understand because what are there seven seasons? Um, Eight. Eight? Uh, but the last two don't really count. So, so, uh, six, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it, like every time I watched it, I was like, okay, this is cool, but you know, I'm not, I'm not married to these things. So I'm going to try to sit back, watch those. And yeah, I probably have Mahoney on at that point. I'm like, all right, open the show up game of Thrones go. Um, yeah. but yeah, for Spider-Man. So, uh, how many times did you tear up during it? Uh, at least twice. At least twice. Yeah. Uh, am I allowed to drop spoilers, or am I trying to be vague? Or I did a full episode last week about just spoiling everything. So if people, if people are this far in, it was, it's and, been a couple weeks now. I mean, I feel like yeah. you know the spoiler grace period's over. Yeah, you, they like we extended it an extra week just because, but now it's on. Just say everything. Tell them. Tell them that. Green Goblin cut Aunt May's head off twice and you know, just <laughs> down the street. Just say all the shit. Nah, man, but the um, I, I teared up because I like the twist they did. I mean, I kind of saw it coming. I was like, Spider-Man's got to lose somebody. Spider-Man is always losing people. Like, yeah. he has to. Otherwise, he's not Spider-Man. Uh, so I like the twist they did with, you know, they went with Aunt May instead of Uncle Ben. Uh, and then a really big emotional, emotional part for me was... Uh, when Andrew Garfield, his Spider-Man, caught Zendaya off the off the scaffolding, I was like, man, and like, bro, he he started tearing up, and I'm like, don't you do it, Joe? I started tearing up, and then <laughs> I looked at the dude sitting next to me, super defensive, because I was ready to fight, because I started tearing up, and I was like, yo, let this big motherfucker say something. And, <laughs> like, let's go. Say like, something. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I looked over, he was he was sniffling. I was like, okay, we in the same boat right now, but. Yeah, that redemption point that that was huge. So, yeah. um, any uh, feelings on where you think this goes or want it to go? Uh, where I want it to go. So after watching it and analyzing, you know, the after credit scenes and everything, I'm really excited that they're gonna bring the symbiote, you know, into the universe. Uh, 
Um, it was kind of cool how they did that. You know, they're like, all right, we'll bring Tom Hardy on site, take him out, leave a little bit of symbiote behind. Now, my question is, is it gonna is it gonna go straight to Spider-Man? Are we gonna see maybe Flash Thompson? Which I really don't like this iteration of Flash in the um I really don't think he'd be a good venom. Uh <laughs> so I don't know what's gonna happen with that, but I'm excited to see that happen. I wanna see more Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, which after the movie, there was a big petition for an Amazing Spider-Man three, but now I hear that he may make a cameo in the Morbius movie. Uh, so I'm excited for that. So yeah, Morbius got delayed to April first. Yeah, and they're saying COVID. I'm saying reshoots and adding maybe post credit stuff, but Andrew Garfield. Being in that uh, universe with Morbius and Venom, so it's weird because the big question is where's Morbius? What universe? Because yeah, we've seen in the trailer Vulture. Mm -hmm. They've mentioned Venom, but you also see Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. If I'm correct, yeah, yeah, there's a poster in the background somewhere. So I, I, I'm wondering if this movie. It's supposed to kind of take place in the middle of all this uh, multiverse uh, chaos. So yeah, it, it could be one of those. We'll, I mean, we'll know on April first, but yeah, I, it is kind of disheartening because I don't really go to the theater, but I was kind of planning to go to see this. That's my issue with Sony. Ever since 2020, everybody's made it so you know convenient to just watch new releases at home. Uh, you know, I did that with you know Mortal Kombat, The Matrix, a bunch of the Disney stuff that came out. Um, and you know, I just got really used to that because I mean, like, man, I don't gotta pay for lines. I'm not paying you know overpriced concessions. Like, I'm at home, got my own booze, got my own food. Like, I don't need to go to the theater. But now it's like, man, but all stuff that I really want to see is that they're, they're, they're holding it at the theater. I got to, I got to leave my house now. So I'm doing a horror movie podcast. And by the time this episode comes out on Monday, the horror movie podcast would have come out. So that's the start of that. And I have to watch the screen franchise for episode three. Hmm. And I want to see Screen 5, so that way we could talk about that on the show. But again, I, I'm i not crazy about theaters. I'm not crazy about, really, human interaction. Yeah. Know, just I went, I went to the Ravens game over the weekend, and the only thing I kept thinking is, like, there's so much humanity here. Like, can I leave? And then, you know, but Morbius, I was kind of thinking, I was like, you know what, I can go. I'm off on Wednesdays. I can go at 10 in the morning, catch this movie. Probably very few people there. Scream, I'm probably going to do that. Uh, the Batman, probably going to do that for, for that movie. So, yeah. Plan. Because, yeah, I think when I went to go see Spider Man, it was like 10 o'clock on a Saturday and it was still pretty empty. So, we used to do movies like that, Sarah and I, but we would always go on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Just it, it was hardly anyone at a run the yeah. wheels. This time, um, for Spider-Man, I had to go Thursday night or Thursday afternoon, actually, mm-hmm. because I was not taking any chances with spoilers. 
I didn't want to hear shit. I wanted to see it myself. And I and normally I don't care about spoilers, but this one it meant something to me. Yeah, this one I went ahead and just jumped on it the moment I could. I didn't want to wait around and have to, you know, dodge around on social media not to get it exposed. Like, I'm gonna just get it out the way. Someone posted a meme, I think it was Monday, and it was a picture of Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield. It was a jujitsu related meme. And I commented and I said, damn, dude, I guess you were serious about that two week window. And <laughs> he was like, yeah, I told him they have until this day before I post these spoilers. And someone jumps on and comments. Um, what did he say? Thanks for ruining Spider-Man for me. Unfollowing this guy. So I replied to that guy. I was like, it's weird that you have to tell him that you're unfollowing him. Just unfollow him. Don't let him know. Just yeah. stop following him. People always have to have this grand exit on social media and announce their presence, either when they're coming or going. Yeah, it's like so many people tell me on BJJ Wiki, I'm done following this account. It's so trash now. It's like, bitch, go. Bye. Like, as a matter of fact, I'll block you first. I just don't have the energy to argue on social media. Like, if I'm going to take the time to discuss anything with you, I'm going to do it in person, one. And then two, like, I'm not going to hide behind my keyboard. Like, I, man, I remember, you know, one of the various, like, nerd groups I'm in, you know, it was a meme relating Emperor Palpatine to the Queen of England. And uh, I made some comment joke about, yep, America, you know, colonizing everywhere since this date. And everybody's like, hey, 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 don't forget, we British were the first to colonize people. We're the true tyrants. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was a contest on how awful we could be as a country. My bad. And I had all these people hit me up. And I'm like, bro, one, this is stupid to argue about. Two, I'm not going to do it on Facebook. Like, <laughs> The only time I've gotten into it back and forth with somebody, at least recently, <clears throat> I posted Right after Connor, right before Connor fought uh, Dustin the second time, Connor did an interview and he goes, um, I only count knockouts. I don't count anything else. So technically I only have one loss. And I put up. Yeah, that's, that's how that works. <laughs> so I put up a meme of it and someone commented. Uh, this was on TikTok. Somebody commented and goes, yeah, but he didn't actually say that. So I replied back. But he actually did. And then he comments back. No, he didn't. So me being the gentleman that I am. Oh, please, please, please continue. <laughs> I actually had the video from the interview. So I went ahead and posted the video and made sure to tag the dude. So, so here's the actual words coming out of his actual mouth. Just so you know, because he did actually say that. No reply from him. I guess not because, you know, he's got egg on his face now. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, just don't be a dick. Uh, otherwise, I don't I don't get into it with people because it's keyboard warriors. I don't have the energy. And also, I start to look at accounts. When someone comes mm -hmm. on my account and says something shitty, I go to their account and see, oh, private. Oh, they don't even have a profile picture. You have a troll account. You're probably somebody that's already one of my friends anyway. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and block this right now. <laughs> you got to make another account. So. It's fucking nonsense, but I think when it really boils down to spoilers and, and when you should talk about anything, I don't think anyone should have to dodge the internet, but I think we also should understand that people are going to be excited. 
people are going to post about it. Should you have to dodge it? No, but you should be aware and responsible for yourself. So that being see, the case, I want to see Spider-Man right away. Homeboy was nice. I think two weeks, you know, with no spoilers is a long time. I I've yeah. like 70, you know, 72 hours. And you know, you you yeah, a week if I like you. <laughs> so for nerd rage, normally we do the weekend. We give you until Monday. We know not everybody has that time, but we still try to give you until Monday before I post something on their Facebook. But for Spider-Man, I haven't posted anything to their Facebook about Spider-Man No Way Home at all, period. I just yeah. felt like it wasn't... I, I don't feel like hearing it. And also, I do actually get into it with the guys on that page. Because every so often... You know, Bobby does the uh, skull fest, like the big party, mm-hmm. and it's like, yes, I hope they're there. Not that we're gonna fight, but it's like I, I want to see the reaction if if one of those guys are there. I don't think the troublemakers are actually have ever really been invited. Most of the guys that are invited are all the really nice nice uh, fans, I guess, friends. But yeah. there there are a few people that every so often they like to get on there and flap their jaws, and it's like, boy, I will fucking rip your jaw off like like literally (laughs) it it will not be a choke it would definitely be a crank and it's going to hurt but then i also have to remember it's like dude like that's an assault (laughs) you gotta chill so it's yeah the the lines are so fine out here man especially in the great state of maryland but um No, I was actually on social media earlier today, and I mean, we can all guess, you know, what thread I was watching, but the topic was veganism. Uh, <laughs> and so, like I said, I, whenever I see, you know, certain people arguing on this topic, I stop whatever I'm doing. I read the whole thread, get my popcorn ready. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's like, that's a topic. Well, that and carnivore, I like to jump into those, those, uh, comment sections now because it's just so entertaining i had a girl on i think episode 14 maybe like early early on Mm -hmm. and we're talking about the carnivore diet and i still follow her and every so often i look at her page and you know she'll put up stuff like kale is in a superfood and you know just all these things bashing vegetables Mm -hmm. and i'm like did the carnivore diet come from like a two-year-old who didn't want spinach one day and then he grew up and he held tight to that until his adulthood and just said one day I'm fuck you I'm not eating broccoli at all I'm eating <laughs> nothing but meat and it's like damn, me. dude. <laughs> it's like he held on like I mean that, that's usually my diet for the most part but Jesus Christ dude I take a break sometimes but well my thing is, in this day and age, everybody has their uh, their lifestyle or their interest or, you know, whatever they believe in. And, you know, they defend it with all their heart, all their strength, and are so quick to, like, you know, preach and scream out tolerance. And I'm like, well, aren't you kind of being intolerant by not allowing people to have opposing views to you? You know? like, And, like, and, and it's not any one specific group. I feel like it's most of these, you know, people that are screaming to be heard and screaming for tolerance and everything nowadays. I don't care who you are, black, white, purple, gay, straight, vegan, carnivore. 
like nobody's willing to just let people believe what they want to believe, you know? Talk about if they're right, guess what? It's my right to disagree with whatever you're saying, and we can just leave it at that. I mean, if someone comes to me and says, hey, man, I don't like the fact that you wear black. You like to wear black. That's dumb. I'm not going to defend it. I'm just like, okay, cool. You don't yeah. have to like it. You also don't have There's to. There's no it. point in defending that argument. <laughs> I um put up a post the other day, and I didn't think anything of it. I truly, it was like, a, maybe I put it up at like midnight on Tuesday, something crazy. And it was a girl in competition. She used a muffler to get mm -hmm. the girl to expose her arms. And then she wrist locked the girl for the win. Jesus Christ, dude. I went to bed. I woke up to 171 messages. And it was. I think I, think just, I, remember, I, think I saw something along those lines. It, it was just all arguments and fight. And I was like, Jesus Christ. It, it was so much I couldn't read. I couldn't. It was just too hard to keep up. And normally, most overwhelming. Like you open your inbox and have an anxiety attack. <laughs> yeah, I, I just couldn't keep up with it. And I was like, dude. And you know, the one guy he messaged me because he was he was going back and forth with everybody. Um, Seth, who was on a couple episodes back, and you know, he was cool about it. I told him, I was like, look, here's my stance on it. The move, she did it. They didn't disqualify her, so it's legal. It wasn't IBJJF, so I, I don't think a muffler is legal there. Yeah. But it, it was a local tournament. It's legal. She did it. She wrist locked. Depends she on the ref and how you apply it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even know she wrist locked her. Like, I, yeah. I was like, what What happened? And I had to watch it back like over and over. But um, so it was like, it happened. She won. People were crying saying, that's, that's bullshit. It's illegal. It's not illegal if the ref didn't call it illegal. Now, do I think it's okay? I think it's kind of a dirty move. I wouldn't do yeah. it personally. Like if we're if we're training in the in the gym and you know we're fucking around and you did that to me, I'd be annoyed, but I'm not mad. It's like, yeah. God damn it, dude. Like, like fuck. It because the thing is, I know it's coming. You know, it's like you, you know, I don't have to just sit there and let you smother me. I can move, you know. Right. So, but the thing is, I wouldn't do it. I don't think it's cool. But the fact is, it was done. The girl won. You know, I don't know why they're arguing with you. I, I think that's along the same lines as, you know, those fighters who, you know, immediately start striking, you know, when your opponent is reaching out for the for the glove touch, you know? Like, it's a, it's a, it's a dick move for sure. But, you know, protect yourself at all times. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Floyd did that. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but Floyd, dude, his gloves were down. He went to touch gloves with them. Uh, I guess there's like a headbutt or something. Something goofy happened. Yeah. And then the dude went to touch gloves with Floyd and Floyd clocked him. And, you know, people are like, is, you know, that's, that's a dick move. It's just not legal. So like, no, it's legal. Protect yourself at all times. I mean, you know, they, if the ref didn't DQ Floyd, clearly it's legal. But uh, honestly, that's, you know, that's how we're trained growing up. You know, if I heard my coach tell me lots of times, stop apologizing in the room. Your your partner is there the same reason you are. You can apologize after the match. During the match, you keep going until the ref or the coach stops you. Yeah. I, and I have a bad habit of apologizing during. Well, it's, it's gotten better. But I used to do that a lot. Like, I would, and it wasn't anything, like, major. It was just, like, something silly and what I've been telling myself recently when I do something I was like, man, you signed a waiver. You'd be all right. So, yeah. 
Um, Even uh, when I roll against, you know, you know, women with long hair or guys with long hair, <laughs> long hair, they're going to stop and fix it. You capitalize off that. It's yeah. not it's, it's not, you know, an illegal move. But guess what? You're going to stop. Take care of your hair. Brush out of your face. When you're not paying attention, I'm going to do something. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's a split second. Yeah. So like I see people wipe hair from their eyes and I'm like, that's all I need. As soon as I see that hand going up to wipe the, the hair. Or sweat, mm -hmm. and I, I'm rushing in. And it's like, all right, you get you're getting uh, a quick trip, real quick, boom. But that is, it's a dick move. But look, man, protect yourself at all times. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you, you do what you got to do to survive to win, quote unquote. You know. Yeah, I mean, the argument I think people were making on uh, the post was, um, well, why if, if this is allowed, why not eye gouges? Because eye gouges are actually blinding somebody. This yeah, covering I'm not going to maim you for life. I'm just going to make you uncomfortable for a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 she, and the thing is, she covered only her mouth. It wasn't like she cupped over her nose. It was only her mouth. Um, I mean, the video was <laughs> like the initial like choke. Like it was just like, or, like for lack of a better term, I guess, like uh, someone wrote rape choke. And then she went from that straight to the muffler. And as soon as the girl brought her arms up to block the hands from the muffler, she wrist locked her. It was like, damn, dude, that's like three levels of I don't fucking care about your feelings right there. So it, it's know. a fight and it's within the rule set. Go for it. Yeah. The ref never DQ'd her. The ref never said anything about it. And, you know, the question then becomes after the fact, was it anything where maybe they you know overturned the win? I don't think they did because the person who posted it, you know, was celebrating the person's win. So I don't yeah. you know, this was a while back. So I don't think it you was should, you shouldn't overturn that. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, again, if it's in the rules that they can't use a muffler, then sure, but it's not in the rules. I think was it grappling industries up in a uh PA. I went up there with um Ronnie and Elliot, and I was looking at the rules on the wall. I was like, "Damn, this locks." It's, it's, yeah, it's like, real locks. different. <laughs> it was like, I don't know about this because I got weak wrists. It's <laughs> it's funny. I had a I had a very um, I guess egg on my face moment at the last Naga I went to because the rule sets change. You know, between competing Naga, grappling issues, IBJJF, whatever. Uh, and so. I went in for no gi and I didn't look at the rules beforehand. I thought I knew everything and I didn't look at the rules for leg locks. I'm competing advanced blue belt. Everything goes in no gi. So, uh, you know, the guy pulls, we double pull. I end up in his butterfly. He uh, is able to get my foot and he reaps my knee. So I'm like, oh, game over. I won. He's DQ'd. And I look at the ref and I'm just like, all right, dude, like, what's up? And he just looks back at me and I'm like, Oh shit! <laughs> but it was too late. I got hill hooked. <laughs> That's got to be tough because, again, like you said, in between the three uh, uh, organizations, the rules are different. So yeah, because like I've again, I've seen people get DQ'd for similar things in different organizations, and I just got everything crossed. You know, again, that's just on me. <laughs> I mean, and and that's the thing though too. You recognize that versus, you know you know being mad at them for it because there are people that do that they'll get upset at the organization like these people in the comment section they're upset i don't know you know nobody said anything about the organization they're mad at the girl and it's like 
I, I would look. Like I said, I wouldn't do it, but she she got that win. Like I, there was a Naga where um, I think it was the first time I actually coached at a competition, which I that was an experience. Like I was sweating, like I was sweating bullets. It's a lot of you, man. I used to not be able to compete and coach kids in the same day. I get like so worn out from coaching the kids. The time is fine for me to like, compete. All my adrenaline is gone out the window. I spent it all like getting excited or frustrated, you know. Um, they moved one of our girls up because I guess for her age bracket and weight, no, like her opponent didn't show up. Yeah, so they, they just moved it around. They 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 moved her up in age, and I think she moved up to teens, and they can do kamoras there, or no no I'm sorry uh, omoplatas not kamora, uh, they could do omoplata. Still for kids, omoplatas are dangerous. Yes. So, <laughs> and the thing is, she had not experienced this before, so when she got called in, and she was tough, she didn't tap. And the girl that she was actually going against, her coaches, and this kind of pissed me off, they were saying to her, break her arm. And the girl comes over. She won on points. She comes over, and, she, you know, she hugged hugged our girl and, you know, said thank you. And she was like, look, my team was telling me to break her arm, and I, I can't do that. And I was like, thank you for being a good person. Yeah. But also, that's, it's a kids' match. Like, I understand if it's adults, yeah, we all say crazy shit and we all might mean it. But you don't say that to kids, man. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, this was a weird situation for me because this is my first competition coaching. And I like to pride myself on being prepared for things like knowing the rules, knowing, you know, what's allowed and, and whatnot. But moving her up to the teens. You know, I didn't even think about it because I just thought all kids are, you know, equal, you know. So, yeah. you know, when it's happening, I'm thinking it's like, oh, that's not legal. And then, you know, I look at her parents who trained there with us. And it was like, has, she's never been in this. You're like, uh... like, we, we, <laughs> I don't know how to, like, shit, how do I coach her out of this? Um, and it's, I mean, she, she's scrappy. She got out of it. Um, again, lost on points, not not by much. I mean, it was close, but it was still a weird thing because the rules were just different. It's, that's an important thing. It's just knowing the rules where you're going. So, you know, it's key. Yeah. But like I said, I'm I'm I I am the I never want to be called out for being a BJJ bitch ass. I know when, like I said, that's on me. You know, not knowing the rules, that's on the competitors. You know, that's not on the that's not on the organization. Like, I have my gripes with IBJJF uh, just because of having the colostomy. I, uh, well, yeah. If I could wear a rash guard and they're like, no, wear a neoprene brace. I was like, okay, not exactly going to work. Because I actually do wear a neoprene brace and it slides off every time. Yeah. Uh, that's my only gripe with uh, IBJJF. Yeah, look, guys, I know what I'm capable of and you don't want it. So just let me wear a fucking rash guard. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like we could do one of two things. We could have me wear the neoprene brace. It could slide up and there could be shit all over the mat. Gross. Yeah. Or here's a thought. Just let me wear the rash guard. I get it. Like people might question like, why does he get to wear one and nobody else is wearing I one? I feel like there has to be some sort of like, bro, you don't have a fucking like, like, it has to be an exception. Like, I just feel like, <laughs> 
Yeah. That's kind of stupid to me. Honestly, at this point, it's not that big a deal. Like, it, it, this was early on when I was, like, my heart was set on competing. I was like, you know yeah. what? I want to do this again. I want to compete. Oh, DC Open's coming our way. Let me go ahead and, like, sign up for that. And then I'm looking at the rules. They're like, you know, no rash guards uh, for the men competitors under the gi. And, you know, I'm asking. I was like, well, what do I do? They're like, send them an email and, you know, ask for an exemption. They're like, they, in, uh, I'll give them credit. They got back to me quick. Like, yeah. W- within an hour. And they're just like, you know, um, we'll advise you just, you know, use a neoprene brace. And I was like, okay, that's. I'm going to try it, and I did, and it was not successful. To their credit, well, I mean, I don't know, because they're a really big organization, but maybe they just don't run into this a lot, you know? Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. It's like... Maybe no one else in your situation is doing crazy shit like jujitsu, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of us out there. I've I've had some messages from people when I did the video a few years back, which I, I keep meaning to do another one. I'm just... I got into this point where my brain is like, I overanalyze it. So it's like, if I do this video, cause I, I was trying to do a video showing how to handle neon belly. Yeah. With wearing a, a colostomy bag. And I just, I, I was overanalyzing it. I was like, Ugh. like, you know what? Never mind. But there's a few guys out there and I grew up playing football with it in basketball. So there's ways around it. It's just, it is risky, and I would say any of us that are competing or doing sports where with a stoma, it, it's you know you're, you're like a crazy person. But also, I know for myself, I know how to kind of protect it and, and take care of my stomach. So it's not that big a deal. Other than again, wanting to keep it covered up. Um, I th- I also think. There has to be with IBJJF being as big of an organization as it is. I feel like they had to have run into this, and they probably yeah. did. And, and that one person was like, "Oh, I'll just wear the neoprene brace, and they were fine." It's like I'm I'm proud of you, but everybody's different. I've seen people yeah. take off their prosthetics. I've, yeah, there's definitely people with like you know whatever going on. Like yeah, I've seen people with like palsy like get on the mats and do what they got to do. Yeah, and you know I'm not making any excuse. I mean, no. you know they they gave me. You know, the uh, they gave me the suggestion. I tried it. It's not working for me, so I'm just not going to do it. But if there's yeah. any gripe I have, it's that's my only gripe with them. I think they're a fine organization. I think, you know, the matches that, that take place are fucking awesome. You know, I, I see them come across my Instagram. I need to get a flow account so I can really, really get into it. And, and so if anything, that's not a... That's not a slight against you. I just feel like they would be towards their own benefit, you know, to for you yeah. to wear a rash guard, you know? Yeah. It's like, guys, let me make it easy on you. <laughs> like, give me the IBJJF rash guard. I will promote you while I'm doing this. And then yeah. if if I go out there, storm the gates, I win gold, take off my gi, show you the rash guard, show the storm, and be like, hey, man, publicity galore. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll all be fucking famous. Because I, I shit out my stomach. <laughs> uh, I'm here for it, bro. <laughs> um, you said you've been kind of like off the scene lately with uh, everything like jujitsu too, or just uh, MMA. 
Uh, more so MMA. Like I said, I just I have a full time job now, uh, so that makes it hard to train like I used to train for you know MMA fights. So I still train jujitsu. You know, my three to four you know days a week, five if I'm real lucky, uh, and that's enough for me to like compete and stay active. But uh, you know, I'd have to make some major lifestyle changes if I plan on like making a run towards a world title or doing MMA again, you know? So like I said, not impossible and never say never. I'm just not at a spot in my life where I'm ready to drop everything and compete full time again. Yeah. If, if, you, if you're going to be a fighter, you got to give more time than just, you know, a couple days a week. You yeah. Know? So, <laughs> oh like, no. It's if, if you choose to do it and do it for real, it, it's a job. Like there's, there's no, like, it's really hard to balance. You know, I, I have a girlfriend, I have a job, I have jujitsu. I got to find a way to balance just those three. You know, let's not talk about trying to like, you know, be a professional, you know, fighter where like, that's all I do is like pro jujitsu or pro MMA. Like it's, it's, you know, a great opportunity and great grind. It's just not something that I can do right at this time right now. You know, I think also if you're going to, if you're going to be a fighter, like you said, it's a full-time job. So it's like you're, you're steadily monitoring every little thing, what you're eating, you know, what everything that you're consuming, um, your training regimen. It, it's yeah, definitely not, it's not something you can yeah. comfortably have a full-time job. You know, I think mighty mouse did, but I, I, I think he liked his job. He was a fucking yeah. UFC champ. And it's hard. And job. like I said, with with my job, I, I, I work nights, you know, I'm dealing, you know, booking DJs, liquor orders. Like I can't make it to the gym at night. I train in the morning, you know, I get maybe two nights a week, but most of the time all my trainers during the daytime, you know. You know, that, that's another thing too, though. Cause I've asked this before to people about training. It's like, you know, when is the uh optimum time for you to train? When do you when do you feel best? Uh morning, afternoon, or evening? And you know, depending on, you know, just how your lifestyle is, you know, that could vary as well. And then what you've also kind of adjusted to and, and conditioned your body to and your mind to. So, you know, with you know, the schedule that you have right now, that works for what you're doing right now. But if you're to say, yeah. let's switch gears and go to fight, you know, it's going to be an adjustment. I, I, I got to sacrifice some stuff, you know, whether that be like a social life, you know, pissing off my girlfriend, not being home as much, you know, cutting back my hours at work. I'd have to sacrifice something, you know, yeah. and that that's that's a key word there, too, is sacrifice. If you're going to do anything, I mean, anything, period, there's got to be sacrifice of some sort. Yeah, um, that's you, what you, makes it all worth it. <laughs> Like you either find a really, really weird balance or something's getting sacrificed. Like I, I think I have a relatively healthy balance, I think. But I don't know. If you hear my wife talk about it, she's probably like, No, you do too much with your podcast. This shit sucks. <laughs> it's like, girl, you don't even listen to it. She's like, I, I do. I, I will say you, you do kill it, kill the social media game. Like half the accounts I follow are run by you or like an affiliate or something. <laughs> I realized that the other day um, I had to um, uninstall Instagram and I had to reinstall it. And I was like, damn, dude, I got 12 accounts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why, why do I have 12 accounts? <laughs> and my wife asked me that. She goes, why do you have so many accounts? I was like, like, were you trying to catch me do something? Like, I have a bunch of accounts because I'm a lunatic. Yeah. Like, like, well, it's just honestly, all your different facets of interest. Like you, you cater to like the masses. 
Like the um the horror movie podcast has an Instagram. Yeah. I do the Colompton Social Club, which is our uh, beer review podcast. And that, that was accidental anyway. Again, we we're just sitting around drinking beer and talking shit. Yeah. And we're like, what would you rate this beer if we had to rate it? <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned it first to start off as rating one beer. They're like, you know what we should do? I was like, let's do two beers per episode. And he kept showing up with three beers. I was like, I guess we're gonna rate three beers. That's okay, aggressive, but whatever. But um, but no, it's like with with uh, doing every little different thing that I do personally. I do think there's a, a balance, but I'm also not. I'm not like heavy set into anything. Like again, with you competing yeah. in jujitsu, that in itself is heavy. Versus if I'm competing in jiu-jitsu, I'm one foot in, one foot out. So, you know, I, you know, un- unless I'm willing to bring my daughter to class Tuesday, Thursday nights with me and keep her up until, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. That's no, what is know. she, six now? Um, uh, Six this May? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's her birthday. And I remember when she was born. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Dude, it's she's a character and a half. She's like I don't know. Like every so often, we're sitting around, and she'll just turn to me. She's like, "Yo, my man," and I look at her, like, what? like, "What did you just say to me?" Um, I said something to my wife, and she screams like, "Ladante!" I was like. What those, uh, those Detroit roots coming out? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, we're at um. My wife's, you know, we're at the in-laws' house for Christmas Eve, yeah. and we're talking about my daughter liking hot sauce. And you know, the in-laws were like, "What?" And inside of me, I was like, "Yo, Detroit son, that's what we do." Yeah. Um, like, tr- like, remember that kid is half me, half your daughter, and the half that <laughs> the half that she's getting from me, I mean, it's gonna be wild. So I don't know, but yeah, she she's a little character in. And I, it's weird because trying to bring her to the gym also. Before bringing her to the gym, I can make her sit down and like hang out. Now, even though she's older, for some reason, is it feels tougher to get her to stay stationary. Yeah, her her attention span still kind of short. She just wants to be active, be doing something. Maybe not necessarily with doing on the mats, but she wants to be doing something. She don't want to just sit there, you know. Yeah. So, but if I were like, if I said, "Hey, I want to compete," that you know, that would have to be. A sacrifice, and honestly, it wouldn't be my sacrifice. It'd be my daughter's sacrifice, to be honest. Yeah. And and then you know all the other stuff that I do, sacrifices have to be made. So right, right now you're still doing your weird, like goofy balance, and it works for you. No need yeah. to you know test the waters at this time, you know. Yeah, and I, I think to I'm at the age where I you know I have to ask myself, it's like you know what's really important. And that's the biggest thing, man, with this, with anything you do, like, you know, the point when I got to the point where martial arts felt more like a chore and it wasn't necessarily making me happy anymore. That's when I kind of took a step back. I was like, this is supposed to be my my safe place, my like my, you know, this supposed to be my happiness, my antidepressant, if you will. Like, it shouldn't be making me feel this way. No, I, I agree. That's I think that's the the key point, too, is when it feels like a chore. If like, because there was a point where I would wake up, get ready for work. I grab my gym bag. I'd be at work, 
And then about midway through the day, it's like, damn, dude, I got to I gotta go train. Yeah. Sometimes you just have an off day and the day pulls it out of you and you're just like, man, I just need to sit back and just chill out for a second. Now, I will say this. Last week, I trained Wednesday morning with uh, Mahoney coach to Wednesday morning class over at uh, Elkridge. Okay, yeah. And, and Mark was there with me. And afterward, Mark and I hung out. We we drilled. We uh, took videos of some of the uh, moves that we're drilling, and then we talked jujitsu. We talked concepts. Yeah. We I'm, like. I'm gonna go see those guys tonight and probably do the same thing. <laughs> and afterward, like I messaged Mark, and I was like, he actually just messaged me right before we started recording. Um, <laughs> like I messaged him afterwards, like, dude, that's what the fuck I was talking about. That's what I'm missing from jujitsu. And I think part of what's happening with me is. I'm rushing out of class because I got to get home. So right now, that's why it feels like a chore. I'm not able to, to just, you know, after training, I was used to like sitting around and kind of talking shit, like talking jujitsu. And now it's like as soon as class is over, I got to go hop in my car, with my sweaty ass gi or sweaty ass rash guard and speed home. So it, it's, it's, you know, it's not fun. But that Wednesday class, it was a fun class, but also afterward. We got to talk jujitsu, and I felt like, holy shit, this is th this is what I was missing. I need to get back to this. So I got to make it a point to start getting back to those Wednesday classes and just trying to, you know, absorb at least 10, 15 minutes afterward. So yeah. make it that's. Fun. I feel like that's the key component is the camaraderie. Because, like, if you just try to do jujitsu on your own, it's overwhelming, it's hard work, it can suck. But... The thing I learned from the military is that, like, the, you know, my patriotism, my sense of duty, service, yeah, that's all great. But the people that got me through were the people right next to me having, you know, just a good time or bad time as me, you know? Uh, it's nothing without people you can go through the shit with, you know? Otherwise, it's just monotony. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's always kind of been, like, the thing with football. It's like... You got a certain coach, they're going to coach you in a way where you're hating that shit. You're hating, you know, the tour days. You're hating running hills. You're hating doing uh, up downs. I, I don't know if what's the new term for it, but we used to do what we call. Uh, oh, I, it, yeah. Um, Shuttle runs, I guess they're called now. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, we hated it, but it was like, we're there together. But not only are we out there doing it together as a collective and we all hate it, but when we go out there to win and we win because of that shit, we all won together. And and that shit's beautiful. So that, that I, I do love that about our gym too. We, we, like, yeah. we have a, a good, strong collective of... Like people that are just like inviting and welcoming. It's like I'm hardly ever there, but when I show up and I see guys like, um, uh, like Navarro, Todd, yeah, you know, it's like, and you know, I, I see them maybe twice a year, three times a year, but when I see them, you know, they they greet me like, "Yo, what's going on?" It's yeah, like, oh. like and thank you. That's something I like about our gym is that like all walks of life, man, you got IT guys, you got healthcare professionals, you got lawyers, cops, bums, hippies, like all together. And none of that matters once you get on the mat. 
Like yeah. all our differences go away. You know, fucking uh, Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, we're all just there, like just training together because none of that matters. And that's the thing. It's like when you get on those mats, it's the uh, only thing that matters is that you all have a common goal and you're all in this together. So, you know, it's like as long as we get out there, it's like, look, can you help me hit this Baron Bolo? It's like, no. All right. Well, we're going to work on it together. So, because you're all trying to learn the same, like same thing, you have a path. That's 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 another interesting uh, thing. You you rolled me back in the day, and I was always the nitty gritty wrestler takedown guy. I am a guard pull, hip pinch, baby bolo motherfucker now. <laughs> yeah, I pulled guard last Wednesday. Who did I pull guard on? I pulled guard twice actually, and it it felt weird because I make so many jokes about it. But yeah. in reality, I'm gonna pull guard. Like I'm not like I make it seem like I'm not gonna pull, but I'm definitely gonna pull. And I pulled, and then uh, once it was in my guard, I was like, dude, that felt dirty. <laughs> but I'm gonna sweep you now. Um, but yeah, I remember back when when I started, you, like you're the guy that I wanted to roll with because it, it was like you're a younger guy, you're scrappy like me, and we it was like, okay, I know that he's gonna go full clip at me, so I can go full clip at him. So let's just get it on now. Whereas there are some of the other guys that were older and, you know, they weren't built for that. So it's like, and I was older too, but I was also, you know, again, coming out of a football background. So, you know, I'm still in relatively decent shape and, you know, I'm out there trying to, you know, do everything to win. So it's was like, okay, as soon as I saw you, I was like, all right, this is the guy. Let's go. <laughs> and it was always, always a treat. I remember... I had to come war on you, and I got worried because you weren't tapping. Oh, and my shoulders are like super gumby. I still don't tap to Umaplaz and Kimuras. I, I was so baffled because I was like, you know, this dude is not his his hand is touching the back of his head. He's not tapping. I was like, and then I let go. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm not gonna hurt my teammate, even though anybody else by that point they would have been hurt. So, like in retrospect, now I have to like look back on things like, huh. Like, I guess that was kind of a dick move. My bad. No, nah, man, you're good. I was actually just at, out in Vegas at Masters Worlds uh, last year, and similar thing happened. I was in my no-gi match. Dude put a Kimura on, had my hand touching the back of my head. I just smile at coach, give him a thumbs up. I get out, and then I choke the dude. And yes. I'm not even one of those guys who's going to, like, try and show out all the time. Like, the lower half of my body, my knees and ankles, shot. You touch them, I'm tapping immediately. Like, you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. As soon as anyone touches touches my foot, I'm like, you know what? You don't even got to get a lock. Just, I'm going to I'm gonna stop this now. Or uh, wrist locks. I have very sensitive wrist. Like, yeah. stupidly sensitive wrist. And, um... Mark tried to wrist lock me last time we rolled. So I know how you feel about that because I, I try throwing on you every now and then. <laughs> well, you, you tried to hit me with uh, the one after you came back from Chicago with uh, Pete the Greek. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I have some big emotions about that. Um, so, wrist lock the world, baby. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah I, I repost a lot of the wrist locks from him now because it's like, you know what? If you can't beat him, join him. Yeah, it's just, I mean, again, it's legal. You can do it, do it, but people hate it. So whatever. Um, But we've been going for a little while here, about an hour. Yeah, yeah about an hour. About an hour here. So um, I think it's uh, pretty safe 
uh, to start wrapping up here. Before we get out of here, one more thing back to Spider-Man. Yes. Because we're, we're not done here yet. Uh, with them wiping everyone's memory of his existence as uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man being the same person. In the MCU, because there are rumors about contract extensions and this only, you know, he only having one more film. Who knows what's really real? Yeah. We know the symbiote is there. With that being the case, are you more interested in a Tom Holland black suit symbiote uh, trilogy or completing the Andrew Garfield trilogy? Huh. Well, I think if symbiote comes into play and Tom Holland MCU universe won't be a trilogy, they'll do one movie and then move on from there. If they do an amazing Spider-Man 3, I'd like to see the simple. I don't think there's enough to do with, especially since we already have Tom Hardy villain, Venom, I don't think there's enough justification to do a trilogy out of anything. But so, I, I do think they could do a trilogy out of it. Just hear me out. Okay. Um, so he gets a suit, does one movie in the suit, full suit, going through the ups and downs of being in that suit and what it's going to do to him. One movie. Right. You get your second movie. He still has it, but now he understands he has to get rid of it. Gets rid of it. It goes, finds a new host. Now, chances are they're not going to do an Eddie Brock host in the MCU. They can do uh, the dude who's Scorpion um, because he has been a host yeah. for the symbiote. They could go that route. Or I was even um, thinking maybe in, maybe an Agent Venom kind of route. So, I, I, so, and I think if they go Agent Venom... I think you still get that movie and a half. Yeah. But you know, now you're your character building um on that side too. So I think they could do a trilogy. I just don't know. Yeah, they probably won't. Because you have to remember um, we still got Secret Wars, Secret Invasion, and um what's that? I feel like there was one more big arc in production. Um yeah. Armor Wars, Secret Invasion. Um, do, 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 do. I think There's, they did drop it. They dropped the they referenced Nick Fury, Nick Fury being off planet in the Spider Man movie, right? Yes, yeah. Um, they have Fantastic Four is uh John Watts, who did the Spider Man trilogy here. He is yeah. now going to be working on Fantastic Four, so that's uh being set up now, but. Those are the major ones that I know are coming. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, but yeah, uh, Secret Invasion is is a big one, and then you got your second season of What If and Loki, yeah. So and Armor Wars I, I mentioned earlier, which I think is going to be a lot more important to what people are going to expect from it. But I see what you're saying. I I see you know they can do a trilogy. I just feel like they got a lot they can do right now, and I feel like they just need to centralize one focus. Because I even think I could be wrong. It, at the end of the movie, when Doctor Strange is trying to hold back everybody from breaking through, that one main silhouette that's like the main one you see that looked like Craven to me a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> and Craven is one that I've been. Like so, we got Mysterio. That was one that I've been wanting for years. Yeah, Craven was the other one that I've been wanting for years. And there is uh, Aaron Johnson 
who played Quicksilver and Kickass. Um, he is going to be Craven. Yeah. So, you know, they're they're so. taking all the skinny guys and revamping them because you got um, what you call it? You got uh, the guy that's about to play Adam Warlock, uh, yes. which I didn't expect. And then uh, there's another. Oh, freaking Robert Pattinson as Batman, which I still don't know if I'm 100 percent on board with. But, you know, I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, uh, I'm there for it. I'm just not sure because. Everything like overall looks fun. It looks good. Yeah. But um I'm just I don't like his version of Bruce Wayne. Look, I know yeah, he I think he might be a good Batman. I don't know if he'll be a good Bruce Wayne. And I think that's a very important aspect though. It depends on what story you're gonna uh you know kind of pull off of as well. And I, I also I have been wanting an updated Riddler story, so it still looks kind of dark and gritty, almost kind of still Frank yeah. Miller ish, you know. Yeah. So I, I'm ex, I I'm expecting that to do well, just because it's Batman. Everybody's gonna go check it out. I think it's just a matter of, you know, is there gonna be more? Because we still have. Oh, yes. I mean, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Colin Farrell, like it's yeah. Yeah, it's it's got so much going on. In, in casting, great acting across the board, and like it, it looks like you know a good story. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a solid like you know mind fuck. So I'm in for that. I just like I said, I, I'm always wondering what Warner Brothers is doing because yeah. they they've got this movie, then they got Flashpoint coming up with Michael Keaton, and I believe Affleck is coming back as Batman. So. There's too much, but There's I mean chaos. that's honestly that's just DC comic taking movie from. I was never even a fan of New Fifty Two when they did all that. Like, I feel like just DC comics as a whole has always been somewhat of a kind of just fly by the seat of your pants type of deal. Yeah, I actually started reading DC more when New Fifty Two came about because it was a good start off point with some of the stories, but a, a lot of people weren't crazy about some of the things they did so you know they went to rebirth and i don't know like as far as anything they do movie wise i just the snyder cut i loved yeah but, i thought it was great i can't get yeah. you know people to watch it with me because it's four hours long but <laughs> it's paced really well because yeah. my wife and i watched it and we didn't feel like we watched three hours of it and it didn't feel like three hours and so. honestly even the the ending with the jared leto cameo i like that I wish yeah. they would continue more with that. I want to see a whole movie about, you know. Yeah. It it would be interesting, but I don't think they're going to revisit that other than with this Flashpoint movie. And I think if that does well, maybe they'll play with it some more. But at this point, it's like, look, man, just entertain me. I don't yeah. care. Just don't embarrass me. Don't like make me. Don't do Batman and Robin. <laughs> don't make me spend money. On a movie that I'm going to ultimately, I, I, hey, I haven't seen. I'm that discovering movie. more and more people who that movie has a cult following. People love Batman and Robin. That's wild. That's I don't. I have bat nipples, cheesy, icy punchlines, and all. People love that movie. I I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I I might watch it tonight just just so I can get an understanding. But I'm fucking baffled now. That's. I'm about to yeah, I'm I'm about to fucking go on Google and I'm about to try to find some communities on Facebook. I'm about to infiltrate these motherfuckers. There has there has it has a cult following. Actually, 
like I said, Batman, Robin, and Ben Affleck, Daredevil, I can still stomach. I, you know, that it, it's available for five dollars on Prime. I almost <laughs> bought it. I, I was tempted to buy it because I just felt like I only watched it the one time, and I feel like I need yeah. to watch it again just so I can say. Michael I Clark Duncan, he's no Vincent D'Onofrio, but he was a he was a decent, you know, you know, kingpin. When I look back on it, Colin Farrell as Bullseye was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think everyone was pretty. I didn't think Affleck was terrible. I just, I, I think the story was just a little. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the story was kind of lacking. But let's 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 run it back into Spider Man. I don't want to trill because I can talk about yeah everything yeah. under the sun. You know, um, yeah. I want to see more Willem Dafoe. I doubt that'll happen, but I thought his performance was great. Yeah, I, he stole the show. I think. Yeah. Um. He, like him, and I think everyone did great. Gar Andrew Garfield, which I didn't care for the Amazing Spider-Man myself personally. The second one I liked because this is a veteran Spider-Man now mm -hmm. in the suit, and he can now you can now understand the confidence. But yeah. I, I'd be in to see, you know, somehow, some way more Willem Dafoe, um, and Andrew Garfield. Honestly, that was actually a big teary-eyed moment for me too when he was just going over when Tom Holland was going over all the anger he felt he had just lost Aunt May and Andrew and Toby were just there kind of just like bro we've been there and finishing his sentences and everything like bro like we get it we're probably the only people who do get it <laughs> I think that was something they did really well with this movie is what we've always had with Tom Holland's Spider-Man is you know there's been action there's been adventure there's never been any <coughs> tragedy so yeah. once we finally got tragedy he doesn't have his mentors there anymore you know no tony's gone. gone um you know uh, dr shaft, strange shaft. uh <laughs> nick fury's gone <laughs> he just the trench coat he's just shaft and you know it's just <laughs> yeah. it's, it's superhero shaft that's all yeah um but you know all his mentors are gone so to have Toby and Andrew there to yeah kind of say like look especially we Toby stopping him from like going too far with you know that I was like wow because Toby was there himself you know yeah <laughs> so I'm using it, the actors names not the characters names but you know what I mean yeah I, I mean that's really the only way to go at this point and yeah <laughs> if, if anybody gets upset and say you spoiled it I mean then that means you don't listen to every episode because I spoiled it last week too so yeah. get over it but I, I think that moment was brilliant. I think, and th there are rumors. Like we don't know anything yet, but there's rumors of Andrew Garfield coming back. He says he wants to come back. They say so. It'd be interesting yeah. to see that happen. And then also, um, whatever they're going to do with Tom Holland, because right now you got potentially two Spider Men running around. I don't know if Toby's going to get another movie. I, I doubt it. But I, yeah, he's he's probably done with it. He probably came back for this one and was like, I, I will say this I would be interested in just a one off of seeing Toby's Spider Man as a grown up Spider Man and seeing the family and seeing you know Mayday Parker and seeing his daughter. Yeah, I would like so, a similar plot to the animated Into the Spider Verse, which, yeah, at off jump, 
I was a little disappointed that we didn't get a Miles, you know, cameo. But he's killing. They they, they already got the animated sequel. You know, I'll I'll take that. You know, um, but Jamie Foxx mentioned them too, though. So no, that was one of my like, favorite lines. <laughs> Because uh, then you had Donald Glover was Prowler in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Or Uncle Aaron. I mean, I don't know if he's actually going to be Prowler. But, yeah, he was Uncle Aaron in, in Homecoming. So, like I said, they keep dropping little things here and there. I just want to see him actually materialize. I had a theory just because uh, two weeks or a week before the movie dropped, they dropped the Spider-Verse 2 teaser. Yeah. And I was like. I feel like the post credit might be a connection between Spider Verse and No Way Home, and then we somehow get that interconnect. It didn't happen, sadly. Yeah, but too much going on, so you don't want to oversaturate. But last last topic picture. before we before we wrap it up, Ned is he going to be the next Source of Supreme, or is he going to be Hobgoblin like the comics? I want him to be Hobgoblin. Because they hinted, you know, both Toby and Andrew said, you know, I ended up fighting my best friend, and you know, both the best friends became a goblin. So, yeah, I I need Ned to become Hobgoblin. It just, I, I Disney tries not to retread, but I just feel like this is one that they may have to do. You have to. So I don't know, but we'll see. I mean, there, there's so much left to do there's so many different stories to tell i mean especially with spider-man that the spider-man came out in 1963 so we've got what we're talking about uh 50 years uh maybe uh, maybe my math is fucking shitty i don't know but you know nearly 50 years of material so there's so much that they could do with these stories so much. whether it be reboots or you know just kind of building upon previous stuff but there's a lot that they could do, and I like that Disney and the Marvel Studios and Sony are all working together. My uh, what what I really need once the X Men finally get introduced to the universe, I need as much Spider Man and Wolverine banter they can give me. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they're going to give I, us. Oh, go ahead. No, I've I've heard again rumor clickbait. That Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman are making a cameo in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I've, I've seen it a couple times, um, and you know, I'm in. Like, do yeah. it. I'm not crazy about anything coming over from Fox, but do it. Just, just entertain me, clown. Just entertain. Yeah, me. that was another one. I couldn't sit through New Mutants or Dark Phoenix. So New Mutants, I, I, might, be, I might have to give New Mutants another chance. I went into New Mutants with very, very low expectations, and I went into it also trying to think of it as not connected to the X universe. I'm yeah. a big New Mutants fan, so I, I had some heart into this. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, though, either, and I will, you know, I watch it from time to time. I watched Dark Phoenix just to get angry, and Apocalypse, and... X Men Three. But when see, I that's get mad, the thing. I, I can watch sit it. through Three and Apocalypse. Dark Phoenix comes on, and like halfway through, I was like, "Nope, I'm done." I just let it play in the background, and I started doing something else. <laughs> Same. So I do check in for the train scene. That train scene is always fun. Yeah, because it was good action, but it's still a shitty movie. Um, 
I, I just want them when they do bring them over to respect the characters. So that's all. That's yeah. What I, want. I just, they did Mystic Dirty. I, I rewatched the old 90s X Men out of like, you know, excitement for them rebooting it in a few years. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, they could have done so much with Mystique and they just dropped the ball. Dude, I think Fox just Fox just did whatever they wanted. They didn't even care. They're just like no, eh, no connection to like Rogue or Nightcrawler. Like barely any connection to Magneto. They just changed their whole backstory. That was just yeah. And there, there are two movies with Mystique and Nightcrawler in it. Two, like, like yes. And well, uh, wait, no, three of them technically. Well, yeah, if you count what Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Yep, and then um, X Men yeah. Two. Yeah, X Men right. Two. And not once did they even mention, "Hey, that might be your mom." Yeah, like at all, nothing. So, um, even you know, brought it, his dad in first class. Yeah, they they, they <laughs> had all the pieces right there. And then when yeah. when Mystique ran off with with Magneto and the crew, I was like, I was "Oh like, shit!" All right, all right, okay. Like we're moving in the right direction. I still hated the ideal of first class being what it was, but I enjoyed the movie as a movie. So uh, I don't know, yeah. man. It, it's that like it, on the one side of the coin, we're like, look, Sony, Marvel Studios, Disney, they're they're doing a bank up job, and it's like then there's Fox, who just says, "Fuck it." Just, just technically, technically Disney now, but yeah, I mean they still got the bullshit. Fucking, they they let it happen though. Yeah. Like, oh, Brian Singer's a fan. No, he's not. No. Like, if he was a fan, he would have fucking done the movies right, dickhead. Like, the first three movies were his interpretation. Like, I get it. But then he just kept going. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and then he leaves to go do Superman Returns. Yeah. And let, let X-Men 3 become what it became. And it's like, come on, dude. This is what we're doing? Like, you're just going to leave in the middle, dickhead. Like instead, he's like, no, 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 I'm gonna go do Superman, which I need to watch that again, just so I can give it a fair chance. But and then when he came back and did Days of Future Past, good stuff. Apocalypse, not so much. But yeah, you Days know. of Future Past was great. Yeah, you know, except for I, them sorry. turning Mystique into the hero. But other than that, yeah, like, you know, I think I want to watch something tonight. But I think my wife and I have to watch White Zombie. Uh, 1932 zombie movie, the first zombie ah. movie. So, so I think we're gonna get into that. Tonight. Might have to jump onto your to your horror page because I don't I don't do too much horror, but I enjoy anything with vampires or zombies. Those are my two. Like I watch anything with those. So our February episode will be zombies. Um, the first episode is just kind of introducing the the host. Yeah, it's gonna be my wife, myself, and two other friends. Marilyn Phil, who was actually on um, the last episode with me doing the Spider Man recap, and then um, we are going to basically once a month do an episode. My wife and I will do a zombie episode for February, and we've watched all of our zombie movies except for White Zombie. We'll do that tonight, and then we're gonna record upcoming, and I'll let you know when that one's dropping. But yeah. um. But yeah, follow. Uh, it's called So You Like Horror on um, Instagram. It's like underscores in between each word. No, and I got the original un- invite, but like I said, I don't do a lot of horror movies, so I didn't think it was going to be anything for me. But yeah. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in, give a shot. Yeah, I, I try to keep it tame. I like, I try to put info 
but every so often you'll get some memes and some silly shit. But I try to put um, info. There's a new Insidious coming out, so I just put that info out there. So it, it's it has its life. But um, yeah. let's go ahead and wrap up here and in in okay. in our days. Um, Joe, thank you for doing this. You have any shout outs or mentions you want to drop in here? Uh, you know, I think thanks for having me first and foremost. So I guess my first shout out has to go out to you, Dante. We've been rocking for the last five or six years. We damn near started again. I think I might have like a year or two on you, you know. Um, you know, shout out to my team, Crazy 88, everybody that's come up with me. Uh, shout out to everybody back home in Chicago. You know, I'm a Maryland boy now, but I don't forget where I came from. You know, I probably spent an equal part of my life in both spots now. So I guess, you know, I can claim both. Um, other than that, man, I hope to come back soon. Everybody listening, hope you enjoy what I had to say. Uh, and I hope to keep giving you more content, more awesome content. Uh, look for me on Instagram, social media, Joe Huggins, Huggy Bear, XV. That's the Roman numeral XV, like the number 15. Uh, and just, you know, see what I do. Jiu-jitsu and nerdy stuff. <laughs> I'll put all that info in the uh, show notes as well. So, People can find you, uh, you know, and just just kind of a point out here. Huggy's from Chicago. I'm from Detroit. Normally, I don't let Chicago shout outs happen on here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let it happen this one time. But I, I know a couple other people from Chicago. They're not even allowed on the show. So <laughs> I'm honored. Uh, then. I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, thank you again. And uh, thank you to everyone who, who's been listening. There's been an uptick in downloads and and. I definitely appreciate that. Like I said at the beginning, Huggy's episode actually just took off. Just it, it was doing well before, but it like out of what I, this would be episode eighty nine, I believe. So out of eighty eight episodes prior to this one, make your your fucking number two. So thank I'll, you. Man, I'll take that. I'll start. I'll start promoting it more and get my voice out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like everybody's got a voice. You know, so um, thank you, everybody, for all the listens. If you have any questions, concerns, reach out to me. I'm on Instagram under bjj.wiki and off the mats podcast on Instagram. I think I forgot to do this the last two weeks. So I forgot <laughs> what I'm supposed to say. Um, also, be on the lookout for the new horror podcast. So you like horror. All the words are separated by underscores. And the new episode, by the time you all hear this, the new episode is already out. You can find it on iTunes and um, iTunes with the fuck, Spotify, things like that. <laughs> so, um, check that out. And also, I got too many podcasts. Colompton Social Club. Go check that out too. We we review beers, um, and get drunk. And then Nerd Rage Radio, the biggest shout out. And and I don't want to forget uh, my other shout out to uh, my friends over there, Armbar Attic, uh, Eric and Ali. So uh, thank you guys, and thank you everyone. You guys keep listening and I will keep making the show. Thanks, people. Bye. They probably said. Now let me see his song.